When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. I am here today to answer the question, why are podcasts such a big thing? And can listening to them and or creating them make you a better person? We're going to dig into those questions and so much more like how to find new podcasts to listen to and what to think about if you're starting to dream about starting one. Who can help us cover all these topics? Ariel Nissenblatt. Ariel co-founded the Outliers Podcasting Conference for Independent Podcasters. She started the Earbuds Podcast Collective, which recommends five new podcasts to people each week. In each week is curated around a theme and chosen by a different person. So the recommendations always stay fresh. And she's the community specialist for Squadcast, which is the podcasting platform that I use to record my interviews. We're using it right now, in fact. But really how I know Ariel is through her amazing Twitter feed, where she so generously gives tips and feedback to podcasters and podcast lovers. She is just a huge influencer in the podcast space, and I am so honored to have her here. Ariel, I'm pumped. Thank you so much for being here. And I will try not to fangirl to the point that I forget (laughs) what I wanted to ask. (laughs) I am also pumped. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So podcasts are booming. Everyone from Michelle Obama to your eighth grade crush is starting one. Why is that? What do you attribute this popularity of podcasts to? I think people love to hear their own voices. And (laughs) also because, I don't know, there's something about the fact that you don't have to be on camera if you don't want. Everybody has a fun idea and you can just get a microphone and make it happen. And of course, there are different levels to that. You can get a fancy microphone. You can record with a $20 microphone. You can record with your iPhone. You can do whatever and technically get an RSS feed and technically have a podcast up by tomorrow if you wanted. Not all podcasts are the same and not all podcasts are going to go far and be in the circuit forever, but everybody can start one if they want. Of course, there are major caveats there, but everybody can do it. And I think that is one of the reasons why they're so popular. And it feels like everyone is starting one. You know, it's funny that you mentioned you don't even have to be on video. That is often one of the first things people ask me when I reach out to them about appearing on the podcast. They're like, is this video? (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) I have to assure them that it is a come as you are endeavor. Yeah, don't even like you can have salad greens in your teeth and you're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) You are a huge podcasting champion. Why are you personally so passionate about podcasts? I have been trying to answer that question for a while. 
I started listening to podcasts for real in 2014 with the serial boom, but I didn't start thinking about them critically until 2016 when I moved to Los Angeles and was stuck in traffic all the time and was almost miserable, but then realized that I could listen to more podcasts and continue to pack my mind with incredible new facts and stories and hear from people that I'd never heard of before and from countries that I had never heard of. Like, There's just so many possibilities when it comes to the stories that you can listen to. And that is initially why I thought I was so such a big advocate for podcast listening. But as I thought about it more and as the years progressed, I realized that I am an auditory learner. And I really like to take in content as I am moving. And the best way for me to do that is by listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook. And growing up, I think in school, there's a big emphasis in the US on visual learning and looking at a board and staring and sitting all day. And if you can't do that, then you're not considered a smart kid or you're not given the, you're not in the honors classes if you don't, if you're not exactly the type of learner that that school needs you to be. And I realize now that if I had been given the tools to be an auditory learner as a kid, I might've had a lot more confidence in my learning. So now I'm just a big advocate for taking in content, taking in lessons through your ears. No, oh, that's so cool. I hadn't really thought about that. I've definitely thought about people have different learning styles. Like my husband just loves to watch a video to learn how to do something. And I just, my, it makes my eyes cross. So <laughs> I think that that's a really interesting idea. I feel like I love to take in stories audioly. Is that a word? Audioly? <laughs> yeah, why um, not? <laughs> <laughs> and also, was cereal really in 2014? I know. We're going to have to have a 10-year anniversary soon. Holy smokes. We are. Oh, sign me up. I'm there. So when people say to you, I need a new podcast, what do you recommend to that that they do? What do you say? Because people are asking me constantly and I'm just like, oh, where do I start? Yeah. My first question is, what are you into? Because you know, you wouldn't say, I need a book to read. Actually, maybe you would. But then your next question would be, yeah, but like, what genre of books are you interested in? What topics? What areas of study do you like to take part in? So my first question is always, what topics are you interested in? Because I want to give them a recommendation that makes them say, oh, wow, I need more of that. I love podcasts. You know, I really want them to walk away and, and say, I love podcasts and I want everybody to listen to podcasts. So then my next recommendation is to subscribe to podcast newsletters. And there's a few different podcast newsletters out there. Of course, you mentioned mine at the top of the show. And that's each week curated by a different person. Anyone can curate a list. But then there's other newsletters that just share what's hot, what's new right now. Or if you love Lauren Passell, who's another big name in the podcast recommendation scene, she is somebody who shares all of the podcasts that she listened to in the past week on her newsletter. So there's lots of different ways that you can get recommendations. And I think over time, you'll find that if you like a certain genre, then there's probably a newsletter for that. Or if you like a certain network, they probably have a newsletter or a network bulletin that you can check out and see what's new. There are a lot of different ways to discover podcasts. Another way that I really like is just your podcast listening app of choice probably has a really robust homepage. And that's going to show new podcasts, podcasts by genre, podcasts by, based on what you've listened to in the past. Lots of ways to find new shows. Let the algorithm work for you. Sounds like you're saying too. At yeah. The end there. <laughs> I've got a few more questions, but I need to take a quick break. And we're back with Ariel Nissenblatt, podcast champion extraordinaire. 
So when people tell you, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, what do you say to them then? Why? (laughs) I think it's really important to find out what your goal is. And if your goal is to have fun, that's great. If your goal is to make money, that's great. But you're going to want to think about it a little bit more. If your goal is to discover a topic and to report on that topic, amazing. If your goal is to have fun with a friend, also amazing. All really great reasons. But I would definitely have that reason in the front of your mind as you start creating. And then I would say, make sure that your show is going to stand out from the other shows. And one way to do that is to have superior audio quality and to make sure that your show sounds great, not just in the quality, but also in the content. So is every episode offering something new to your listeners, to your potential listeners? Is it something that they are going to break away from the average of eight podcasts that they listen to on a weekly basis to listen to yours, to add your podcast into their routine? You know, in my other life, I help people write their books. I've written books of my own, and then I work as a ghostwriter or sometimes a thought partner or just a collaborator. And a lot of a lot of times, yeah, it's really cool and I love it. But a lot of times, and I started my podcast because I have a book of the same name and I wanted to keep my book fresh. And so I think a lot of times authors are like, oh, I need to get the word out about my book. I know I'll start a podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even though that's exactly why I started a podcast, I'm always just like, I just say, you know, it's like starting another business. It's like having another baby. Having a book is having a baby and having a podcast is having a baby. So do you want to have twins? Maybe you do, (laughs) but you need to think about that. You know, it's not as simple as building and they will come, right? Oh, definitely not. And you need to think about how all of your different content arms should stand on their own. So your podcast, yes, it can be a lead into your book. Yes, it can be a lead into a course that you want to get signups for, but it should also stand on its own so that if somebody comes and listens to your podcast, they're not constantly being pitched to go check out your book. They're not constantly being pitched to go check out and sign up and pay money for your course. Those are important things and you can definitely lead people to that. But if somebody comes to you and they love your podcast, they should be there to love your podcast, see you as an authority. And eventually they love you so much that they want to check out all the other places that you're putting out content. Mm. One thing that's really blown me away about podcasting is how generous and friendly the podcasting community is, whether it's a local meetup group or on Twitter. So what do you ascribe that to? Because that's not always the case. Yeah, I have had such a lovely time in this community. I think it has to do with the fact that one of the most impactful ways to grow your show is through cross promos and collaboration. So the first thing that I do when I work with podcasters is I make a list of 50 to 100 shows in their niche that they should be going on podcast play dates with. And yes, that is a cheesy way of saying that <laughs> you should be collaborating with these shows. And what we then do is we write a pitch letter individualized and we reach out to all these shows and we say, you know, we think that our show is a good fit with yours tonally, thematically, whatever it is. Let's talk about potential collaboration ideas. And I think because that is such a great way of getting your show in front of somebody else's audience and vice versa, people are very willing to work with each other to figure out how to duplicate that, how to how to grow at scale by working with a lot of different shows. And I don't know. I hope we continue this energy where people are just so naturally collaborative. And I think a lot of it has to do with I pretty strategically post on Twitter once every, I would say, three months about how how much I love that the podcast space is so collaborative. And then I see other people also posting that. And I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we put mm-hmm. it out into the world and people see it, then 
and you know that it's not it's not going to behoove you to be a dick, then you're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Podcast playdates. All right. I love that term. <laughs> I love that strategy. I am putting that on my list of things to explore. And just hearing you talk about it, I think it's a little bit like living in New York City where it's so big that when you meet someone who shares some kind of interest or connection to you, you're like, let's stick together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that is another cool, I haven't really thought about the podcasting community quite that way before, but people would always ask me, how could you live in New York City where I lived for 15 years? Like, aren't people unfriendly? And I was like, no, actually, they're so friendly. And I think it's because they sort of have to be. So cool. Another way for me to think about reaching out to other podcasts <laughs> for playdates. Podcast playdates. <laughs> so here's a million dollar question for a podcast called How to Be a Better Person. Do you think podcasts, both listening to and creating them, can make you a better person? I definitely have become a better person by listening to podcasts. And it's made me smarter. It's made me more aware. It's made me more empathetic. It's made me a better listener. Even just practicing the art of pressing play and then not talking for 45 minutes is mm -hmm. such a great way to exercise my ear muscles, <laughs> my listening muscles. And then Sometimes I treat my friends who are talking to me like they are a podcast host and I listen to them with full intention, with no desire to cut them off and insert my own two cents. And I think absolutely I have become a better listener by way of listening to podcasts. I've also become aware of more people and I can empathize more with different situations that are not mine because I have listened to stories about people and places and things that I did not know about beforehand. So I think unequivocally, yes, podcast listening has made me a better person. Creating a podcast has made me a better creator. It has made me be able to empathize with the way people like to consume content. And I like every podcast that I produce or am a guest or a host on. I try to be very transparent. I try to spell out exactly what folks are going to get from listening to that episode of the show that I'm on right then. And I think inherently that is a good move for humanity just to to really spell it out for people what they're going to get i think yeah so i would say so yes i think you can become a better person by listening to podcasts you can become a better person by creating podcasts don't let the fame get to your head though <laughs> if you do become famous <laughs> well we should have such problems right <laughs> hopefully one day <laughs> I do love that you, you know, you tweeted about that. Like any podcast that tells me when I, they're going to be talking about in the first 30 seconds, I um, automatically love. And I was like, that I'm is a big so fan. brilliant. Yeah. So I have definitely switched things up a little bit lately. So thank you for that. And so for so many other pieces of information and inspiration that you've offered on Twitter. Before Absolutely. we go, is there anything else you wish more people knew about podcasts? I wish people knew that podcast ads, when you hear your favorite podcast hosts talking about mattresses or meal kit delivery services or BetterHelp, the online therapy, that helps them get paid. So if it bothers you that there is an ad running for 30 seconds at the beginning, middle or end, please just uh, roll with it. Enjoy the ad. Hopefully it's host read. So you're getting a sense of your favorite host's personality, but know that they are getting paid because a company is sponsoring them. And that is awesome. And I'm a big fan of creators getting paid for their work. So podcast ads for the win. <laughs> Amen. For folks who'd like to connect with you, where can they find you? Twitter, I am Ari this and that, A-R-I this and that. And if you Google me, I am the only Ariel Nissenblatt, I think in the world. Please prove me wrong. 
(laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Hey, it's Kate back with your tiny assignment. So if you, like so many people I know, so many people I encounter on social media are looking for new podcasts, I challenge you to take Ariel's advice and go find some kind of newsletter you can subscribe to. There are so many of them. Again, her newsletter is Earbuds Podcast Collective. You can just Google podcast newsletter. If you like true crime, you can Google true crime podcast newsletter. I'm also going to share some more resources for you to find new episodes and all kinds of podcasting resources in tomorrow's episode. So come back for that. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 